Peace and blessings. This is Muslims for Peace podcast. You have tuned into Muslims for Peace podcast. Please subscribe to our channel. Before we examine the logistics of how the battle started next week inshallah, I would like to share with you two examples of amazing warriors who went with the Prophet And this is narrated by the seerah of Ibn Hisham. The first one is a man by the name of Amr ibn Jamuh. He was an old man with a bent back and his physical strength was even exhausted. And he had also been injured at a previous incident, his feet, you know, in an incident was injured. He had four brave sons whom he sent to the battlefield. And he was so happy that they were fighting for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So imagine a father who sends four of his sons. But he thought to himself, okay, I've done my part. I'm old, I'm limping, you know, I have an injury in my feet. I've sent four of my sons. But he was so thirsty for shahada and martyrdom. And he really wanted to defend the Prophet. So he told his family members and tribe, I'm going to fight. They tried to stop him. Look, you've already sent four of your sons. You don't need to do this. In fact, from an Islamic perspective, elderly people don't have to fight, especially someone with an injury. He's like, let me go and talk to the Prophet see if he gives me permission. So he goes to the Prophet, he tells him, Ya Rasulullah, I really, really want to come with you. The Prophet tells him, Oh Am, you don't have to. Allah has lifted the jihad from you. May Allah bless you, you are, you're sending four of your sons. He says, no Ya Rasulullah. Will you deny me shahada? Will you deny me martyrdom? Will you deny me the honor of fighting alongside you? You know, when the Prophet saw him very determined and he's so heartbroken, he really wants to join, the Prophet says, okay, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. I give you the permission and you are welcome to come and attend. It's been mentioned that he went to the battlefield and despite his injured foot, he tried to defend the Holy Prophet and the religion of Islam with so much courage. And as he was fighting, he kept mentioning that it's only you know minutes away, I'm minutes away from paradise, I'm minutes away from achieving the martyrdom in the path of the Prophet and he does fall as a shaheed at the battle of Uhud. It shows you how some of those companions really gave everything for the sake of Allah. Four of his sons and he really gave his life. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless their soul. That's the first example. The second example is even more touching. One of the companions of the Prophet who really wanted to not miss this battle and have the honor of fighting for the Prophet was a man by the name of Hanbala. Hanbala was a young man, he had not yet even completed 20 years old, he was about 20 years old. He was the son of one of the enemies of the Prophet. One of the enemies of the Prophet who, mar who mobilized people against the Prophet, Hanbala was his son. So you can even imagine that his father is a staunch enemy of the Prophet. His, pa his father participated at the battle of Uhud, but on which side? On the, side, on the other side, the side of the mushrikeen. Subhanallah, how Allah creates such a wonderful son from such an evil father. We have many, many examples like that in history. Now what's interesting is that the night of Uhud, 
the night right before Uhud was his wedding night. Hanzala just got married and subhanallah, you know who his wife was? The daughter of Abdullah ibn Ubay, the leader of the hypocrites, but she was also a faithful woman. Subhanallah, two beautiful, what beautiful couple, both of their parents, one of them is a mushrik, one of them is a hypocrite, but Allah had given them the iman in their hearts. So that very night was their marriage and it was Arabic custom and tradition that on the wedding night the marriage must be consummated. So alhamdulillah on that night, you know, he had to meet this cultural expectation and the marriage was consummated. You know, as soon as his wedding was over and the ceremony was over, he heard what? Tomorrow Rasulullah is going where? To the battle. He really got perplexed. He's like, I don't know what to do. On the one hand, it's my wedding night. I just got married. On the other hand, Rasulullah is going to the battle. How can I miss this opportunity to defend the Prophet So he's like, let me go talk to the Prophet and see if he gives me permission. So he goes to the Prophet that night in Medina and he speaks to the Prophet. He asks him for permission. Alam al-Majlisi states that Allah captured that conversation between him and the Prophet when he was seeking permission. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed in Surah An-Nur verse, 20, uh, verse 62, Indeed, who are the believers? Those who believe in Allah and His Prophet. وَإِذَا كَانُوا مَعَهُ عَلَىٰ أَمْرٍ جَامِعٍ لَمْ يَذْهَبُوا حَتَّى يَسْتَأْذِنُوهُ And when it comes to important matters, they would seek permission from His Messenger. أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ These are the true believers. فَإِذَا اسْتَأْذَنُوكَ لِبَعْضِ شَأْنِهِمْ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ When they ask you for permission, فَأْذَنْ لِمَنْ شِئْتَ مِنْهُمْ Give them permission. Don't deny them that opportunity. If Hanbala really wants to go to the battle and he wants to fight, give him that permission. And ask Allah to forgive them. So the Prophet granted him permission and basically the Prophet told him, okay, tonight's your wedding night. Stay, stay, because remember the Prophet left that night. They went to the battlefield. The Prophet told him, it's your wedding night tonight. At least stay, then after your wedding you can join us. So that's what happens, that night he stays in Medina, all the Muslims had left with the Prophet, they had gone to Uhud, that Thursday night, he stays in Medina, when the wedding is over, the next day, the next day, he tells his bride, his wife, he tells her that I'm leaving to go to the battlefield. She tells him, what do you mean? You, we just got married. But he manages to convince her that this is something which is very important. I must go and defend Rasulullah That same night, she had seen a dream. She had seen a dream that the sky was split and basically her husband Hanbala entered the sky and the two sides of the sky rejoined. So she took that as a sign that Allah is inviting her husband to paradise. It seems that this dream that she had strengthened her heart. 
So in the morning when he wanted to leave, he was in such a rush to go to the battlefield and defend the Prophet, he did not even take a shower. The religious shower that he must take, he did not even take it. He wanted to make sure that he arrives in time. But she tells him, Hanbala, I have one request. Before you leave, let me, let me gather some men in our neighborhood and let them witness that our marriage got consummated. Because she feared if Hanbala goes and he dies, let's say she gets pregnant, right? What, what will some people accuse of her? You know, where'd you bring this child? I mean, Hamdala didn't even have time to spend time with you. That same night he went to Uhud. So in order to avoid that, she brought elderly men from the neighborhood and she had Hamdala tell them that yes, the marriage has been consummated. So, you know, there should be no uh, confusion in the future. So Hamdala, he goes, he joins the army. His eyes fall on Abu Sufyan, who was parading between the two armies and he really wanted to attack him. So he goes and he manages to attack Abu Sufyan, but Abu Sufyan was swift. He hits his horse instead of Abu Sufyan. He hits the sword, the horse of Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan at that time, he tells his supporters, come, you must kill this young man. He's so fierce and it seems he's targeting me specifically. So they surround him from every direction and Basically, a spearhead comes from among the soldiers of Quraysh and it attacks Hanbala. And they thrust that spear into his body. So he suffers a fatal wound. But despite that fatal wound, he still is fighting with so much courage. But he was overwhelmed by those enemies and he finally falls to the ground and he becomes a shaheed. The Prophet when he sees Hanbala falling to the ground, the Prophet is very moved. The companions asked him, Ya Rasulullah, what's special about Hanbala? I mean, so many people got killed today. The Prophet said, I saw thousands of angels descending to give him the ritual shower. Because Hanbala was so faithful, he left his wedding night without even having time to do the shower. So the angels of Allah, right now in front of me, they are showering his body to prepare him for paradise. And that's why Hanbala, his title became known in history as what? Ghasilul Malaika, the one who was uh, showered by the angels. Lady Fatima would cry for Hanbala. You know, the, the, the Imams of Ahlul Bayt would also really praise Hamdala for that courageous step. And in fact, when Ruqayya, the daughter of the Prophet died, uh, he told her, Ilhaqi bihamdala. Or that, that's, no, no, that's one, that's Uthman ibn Mad'un, sorry. That was another companion because uh, he, he died later. So Abu Sufyan, he was very proud that Hamdala got killed. In fact, you know what he would say? Abu Sufyan had a son by the name of Hanbala too. Where did Hanbala get killed? At the Battle of Badr. Abu Sufyan's own son at the Battle of Badr got killed. So Abu Sufyan, after this Hanbala, the Muslim Hanbala got killed, he would say, if we lost one Hanbala at Badr, we killed another Hanbala at Uhud. This shows you how important this young man was. Remember, he was not even 20 years old. But this is how much faith that he had. And so we find such warriors, my dear brothers and sisters, who stood 
by the Prophet defending the honor of the religion of Islam. You know, sometimes we hear these stories, but really, how many of us are willing to make such a sacrifice? It's your wedding night. It's your wedding night. Your wedding night is something you look forward to your entire life. That same night, what's on your mind is to go and support the Prophet Are we willing to take such a test or no? If we're attached to our business, our wealth, our children, our life, and Allah calls on us to do that which is right, are we ready? Young men like Hamdullah teach us to always be ready. Yes, maybe you lose this temporary world, but eternally you will be rejoined by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A thousand four hundred years have passed and Muslims honor Hamdullah because of such an important sacrifice. And he is considered Ghasil al-Mala'ika, the purest creations of God, the angels, Allah dispatched them to wash him from heavenly water. That really is a lesson for us that when you do something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you. I conclude with this short story. There was a very pious scholar who passed away about a decade ago. He was known not to skip Salatul Layl, the midnight prayer, no matter what. In any circumstance, he would pray Salatul Layl. One day, one of his close friends or relatives asked him, he told him, what is this insistence that you have on Salatul Layl? I mean, we all know it's mustahab, it's important, but it seems you have a special story. You Even if you're dying, you don't skip Salatul Layl. Tell us, why are you so attached to Salatul Layl? He said something, he said, when I got married, like, you know, 20, 25 years ago, that night, the night of my marriage, my father, really needed some help and I was torn apart. On the one hand, it's my wedding night, my wife expects me to spend that night with her. On your wedding night, where else do you want to go? It's inappropriate for you to do anything else, it's your wedding night. On the other hand, my father really needed me and I was really torn apart. I didn't know what to do but in the end I'm like, you know, the Quran tells us to be with our parents. I know it's my wedding night, inshallah my wife will be understanding, but my father really needs me to get something done for him. So he sacrifices and he spends some time that night serving his father. He's like, after that night, I felt Allah was so pleased that I made such a sacrifice in being there for my father. Ever since that night, I feel Allah guided me to Salatul Layl as a gift for me, I never skipped Salatul Layl after that night. It was Allah's reward for me. On your wedding night, you sacrificed for me, I bless you with Salatul Layl. And something happened after that night such that no matter what, I make it to Salatul Layl. I did not have this tawfiq before my wedding night, it started after my wedding night. And that really shows you that when you sacrifice for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does bless you. وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله الطاهرين